Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. We're here really to go through the history of Shelburne United um, Soccer Club, which I was very privileged to be a member back from the mid 80s up to and including the present time. Um, I'm in great company here with Seamus Murphy from Rathnure, who was one of the um, founding members back in 1971, and uh, Kevin Cowman, who's been playing soccer with the club all his life. Um, he's the current chairman. And we have um, a lady, Carol Cowman, from the current ladies team with us tonight, and our secretary, Lee Cowman. Yeah. Um, I suppose Kevin will probably go through the history of the club, Alan, back in 1971, was formed by a group of people down at the Ash Tree here in the village. And it, it, it grew and grew from there to the great club it is today. Um, probably one of the most recognised, certainly rural clubs in the county. Um, we we had players come to us from the bigger towns, the likes of maybe New Ross Celtic back over the years. Players actually never really left Shelburne to go elsewhere, but players came in. Yeah. And even, I suppose, even from back wearing my guard hat, I suppose, Dick Cudahy, New Ross and John Roach was a great goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, they came out here to play with Bally William and other guards more over the years. But it's primarily made up, I suppose, of... Um, GA clubs from right around were kind of there were four or five GA clubs encompassing Bally William here, and that's where our players primarily came from. And we certainly wouldn't wouldn't uh, play second fiddle to any of the GA clubs. We were we were a great club in our own right. Um, won every award that could have been won over the years, including I think two Bank of Ireland cups. I think I was at one. The last one is 1981 or 82 in Adamstown and beat um, a great North End team that they were very much the underdogs. And uh, so I suppose, yeah, it's just a great history and a great club and great people. Any standout former players, mentors that you can remember? I mean, I mentioned to Mick Wallace that was coming here tonight. He said there was two giants that used to play and they, they were discouraged when Curragh Ramblers played them. So great memories. Anyone that you, any characters that you can remember, Jim? Uh, yeah, certainly great characters. Um, you know, looking at Seamus Murphy um, across the table from me, you know what I mean? The club is made up of characters and I suppose that's what made the club the great club that it is. But I suppose... Um, the most recognised players, maybe from other sports, um, the great John Quigley, who won, I think, if not three other minors in a row, Seamus, right in saying that, or, and hurled numerous years senior for Wexford. And had a sports shop in Wexford at one stage. Yeah, uh, you know, one of the greats, he played here, um, Larry Murphy from Clabon, who won an All-Star, won an senior medal, Paul Codd played as one other senior medal, um, and numerous other great players, Jimmy Houlihan, you know, great GA players. Um, John Fleming, I heard. John it? Fleming, absolutely. Great club on man again. World handball uh, enthusiast, along with Pat Cleary, the late great Pat Cleary. Got to be good to Pat. And Pat's brother, Amy Cleary, yeah. Cushionstown man who won lost our award. So certainly we've had our fair share of great sporting people um, playing with Clavon Club over the years. And Jim, you and I are both GA men, but I love soccer as well, and you love soccer. I mean, what do you like about what they call the beautiful game? Well, I suppose, Alan, going back in the day, for me, it was, I suppose, it was um, something I could do maybe to stay fit for the hurling. That's being perfectly honest. But the enjoyment I got of it was immense. But I would say for organisation, it was light years ahead of GA. That's for sure. You knew when you were, when you were playing, it wasn't changed. It was 11 o'clock. The field had been marked. You had to wear your club colours. Everything was checked really, really well organised as opposed to the GA. And I am a GA man, first of all, but I have to say, yeah, the soccer was, the organisation was great. You knew when you were playing 
you know, the times you were playing, who you were playing against. The league tables were up on the Eden Hurl at that time every single Tuesday evening. A very good write-up on all the games and pitches to hold it. So, yeah, certainly yeah, fiercely enjoyable. Kevin, tell me about the history of the club then. You've done a lot of stats for us here. So, uh, uh, first of all, the colours and how they you, you came as your, There's a, a distinct red, isn't there? Well, our main colours, Alan, would be uh, black and white stripes and our alternative colours then would be red and white stripes. Uh, they would be, you know, say for home and away, you'd have to have different colours. Uh, the club was founded in 1971 uh, by a group of uh, people from both Ballywilliam and from St. Mullins. And it was founded under the ash, the ash tree uh, here in Ballywilliam in, in August evening and it was decided that we would enter a team into the league. Um, so on our first season, I think we were placed in Division 3 and uh, we actually went on to win the league that year, so our very first season. And we'd have have lots of success in the early 70s um, yeah. you know we've won several leagues cups what not and I suppose just to touch on what Jim was saying there about players that played with the club uh, he mentioned a few hurlers but there was also um, you had asked the question there about them two giants that you were talking about yeah Wallace Mick Wallace mentioned them too yeah well that would have been the Lynches. <laughs> Danny Kearney wrote a piece in our 21st anniversary book and he said that Shelburne were known for giants of the game yeah. for more reasons than one because they always fielded the biggest teams yeah. and yeah we had very big physical players back in the day and in to this day but uh, the Lynch family would be definitely who he would have been referring to there uh, you know there's Philip Paul, Jim, Pat, Jared, all the whole family played through and, and the great Billsy, their father, was the um, chairman of the club for numbers, numerous years and uh, his wife Kehi as well would have done an awful lot of work uh, throughout the years. So yeah, then we would have had the Flynns, John and Michael Flynn and Nicholas and Ballandoni, uh, gifted players. We would have the Franies, Willie and Ned through the years. We would have the O'Neills, Pat and Michael. Um, we would have had a touch on what, what uh, Jim said there a few hurlers, but you know Brendan Redden and Aidan Keelty, yeah. you know top class hurlers in their day. And, and did it, did, was it passed on from father to son? Because I know there's a strong women's team here now as well, and we'll we'll have a chat about that in just a second. But uh, has the legacy carried on? Well, Shelburne, uh, you know, big thing here would be families. So lots of players because their father would have played or yeah. you know even some of them to this day their grandfather probably played so families would be the big thing in in valley william here because it's you know a very rural community and spirit would be the big thing and loyalty would be very important here so when you played with shelburne your father played with him they would follow on and they'd play with him for myself yeah. i have three daughters and the three of them are playing with him i was involved for over 30 years um, I'm involved with underage set up here at the moment. My wife is involved with underage set up. So it is a family thing, and that's the way it's kind of worked here, you know. How are you going to commemorate the 50th anniversary? Well, all roads lead to the horse and hound on the 19th of March. Yeah. Uh, we hope to have a great night of celebration. Um, it's been two years that nobody has been anywhere, so I think it'll be a, a fantastic night. And how as a community did you cope then? How, how did the club get through those last two years? Well, sure, it's like every other club. It's been very difficult, Alan. You know, people were locked indoors and, you know, got bits of breaks out again. But we, we kept at it and, we, you know, whenever we got an opportunity to get up there, we did. And going back to last season was the best season that we ever had in the club where we wiped the boards with our A-team won their league, our B-team won their league, our women's team won their league, our youth team won their league. 
and we had only two other underage teams playing that year because of COVID and under 16s won their league and uh, 14s finished runners up so we got five out of six trophies that year so that's fantastic and how many members have you got between men and women boys girls I suppose at the moment we probably have around 200 members but from the last 50 years I suppose there's probably a thousand people at the, going through our changing rooms up there so you know it, it is a very well if you bring all them to the horse and hound Brendan may build an extension well I'd say Brendan won't mind I'd say the bigger crowd the better for Brendan yeah, yeah absolutely okay. so uh, uh, the actual reunion itself then is it sold out or what's the position well tickets are on sale at the moment so we're just urging you know past players to get in contact with us yeah. you know we mightn't have seen them and stuff but we'd hope that they'd hear it on the radio now that it's on and yeah. we'd love to see them there and you know we'll have great stories in the night we'll have a few presentations on the night and yeah we, we, one thing we do know how to do here and that's how to have a good night even if we win something or whatever we, we know how to celebrate so we'll definitely celebrate the 50th. I think it's wonderful because it's only the second time I've managed to be able to get out myself in, in the last two years to talk to people. That'll tell you how tight it's been for all of us. And for you, Seamus Murphy, we've met before, uh, a gym like yourself and myself, great GA lovers, and you were managing the Western Under-21 team when last I interviewed you. That's right, Alan. Back in 2001 and two, I think it was, yeah. It was uh, the previous week to the All-Ireland Under-21 final and... Uh, unfortunately, we, we lost out by a pint or two in the end, but uh, it were great days too. Now talk to me about your love of Shelburne Football Club and your love of soccer. Yeah, well, sure, I suppose, Alan, it started back at the time that the, the team or the club was formed. And, and uh, at that early stage, I was around the place. I was playing handball and I was hurling with Brett Newer at the time. But, like, uh, you know, I went to school in Templuding in here, you know, and I think Jim would have said something about the formation of the club or Kevin, but the club was formed in, in, in 71 and uh, we were students in Templuding and about half the 14 or 15 of us and the other half went to Drummond National School and there was a match arranged then at that stage and, and uh, the Ballawillam end of it played Drummond. Right. And uh, the great Des O'Neill, which won two uh, Railway Cup medals in football, two senior hurling championships with Ratnewer in 48 and 50 and he also won a senior football championship with Ratnewer in 52 and he scored five goals and 21 points in 16 appearances for Wexford. Right. He'd be brother of great to Michal O'Neill that refereed the 1947 All-Ireland football final in the Polo Grounds in New York. So Des uh, became manager and you know to us young fellas the name was huge yeah. and it, it was the initial spark I think that you know that drove us on from there so uh, uh, Do you remember the, the great uh, players you came up against then and, and just like I asked Jim there was there any specific match that stands out for you because I don't think uh, too many yellow cards were handed out for soft fouls in those days because I played it myself and it was a, y- you took a fair few knocks in those days didn't you? Took a fair few knocks but I think everybody to a man near enough, uh, particularly our own squad anyway, that we always felt that we were playing the game within the rules and we took the knocks and give whatever knocks that were necessary but within the rules. And, you know, if you ask me, Alan, about standout players, well, we had huge success in the 70s. Like, I think we had won 11 competitions altogether and we were runners-up in seven in the space of 11 or 12 years. That's, that's 18 trophies like in 11 or 12 years, so that was fantastic. But if you ask me, there's a few standout games where in, in 72, I think it was, 72, 73, uh, we played Ajax in the Cup in Enniscorty in Morden Park, a small pitch, tight pitch. About six of those fellas at that time were making the Wexford Oscar trainer team. I'd, I'd ring them off here, Tommy Hutchison, Joe Kenny, Sean and Mick Miller, 
Um, who else? Uh, Tom Flash done the daddy of Mall in football. Tom is actually a, 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 my own son, a, a son-in-law. Is, a, a Tom is his uncle. Thomas, uh, Tom Flash done. That would be one team. It's, uh, soccer in Enniscorthy was hugely strong at that time. You had it in Enniscorthy Town, Enniscorthy United, and, and the Ajax. Now, of course, New Ross Celtic were a big, big team at the time, and uh, you know we we played them on numerous occasions. And in our second team, beat um, Ross Celtic here in the cup. Really, in, the, the, the Ross Celtic first team. The Ross Celtic first team in 1973 or four. Right. And it was an unbelievable result. Two goals to one. Now, that team boasted the, the late and great Ger St. Ledger, Billy Ryan, Noel Ryan, uh, Eamon Sinnott, Paul Ling, Johnny Merrigan. You know, there were 10 to a penny, the players they had, and they were a fantastic team. But I think these were two big wins that we had at that time. Uh, you know, to, to, as a reserve team and as a, a division out of the first team, beating Ajax. I think it gave us the strength and belief that nobody was hanging other than opposite. And Seamus, I remember that Ajax team, because Norwich Rangers, we were talking about it off-air. Uh, I was a schoolboy with them, and I, I remember being in the Gorley showgrounds and a crowd of nearly 3,000 when Norwich beat Ajax right. in that particular period. And all those players you mentioned, and you probably remember the Norwich team as well. I would, yeah. There was Pat McGuinness and fellas like that, weren't they? Yeah. Maybe Mick Nolan played for them, did he? And the Doyles, Tommy and Seamus. That's, right. that's right, that's right. So there was, there was fantastic teams around, and like in your own Wexford town, like you had Wexford Celtic and Ross Lair Strand were a strong side at the time. You had big Brian Fuller and a great footballer, a huge man, but they, you know, we had great battles with them as well. So what does this 50th anniversary mean to you, Seamus? I think it means an awful lot. Like it's just that this club meant so much to me just as a young lad growing up and uh, coming down here to Ballywillam. Like I just think we met, there was a group of people at the start of this and through them 10 or 12 years that I can talk about that there were just special people, the club officials, the supporters, the ladies committee that we had, the sponsors, everybody rode in together. Now, we had two teams. We had a second team that won, I think, three Division One reserves and a, and a Division Two reserve. Yeah. But, like, from week to week, there was no player in Shelburne only was a Shelburne man. He wasn't the first team player or he wasn't the second team player. He was the club. And... You know, there was a great competition for places. And, you know, if a player... The good thing about it was if a player on the first team was playing poorly for two games, it was more than likely he was going to be down on the second squad. Yeah. But they all took that on the chin. And the fellow that got the opportunity was as excited to get back up, you know. So as a group, it was always just Shelburne. And, you know, some clubs you'd see a kind of an A and a B or a reserve and an A and they kind of separate themselves a bit but that never happened in this club and I think that was one of the strong one of the pillars that this club succeeded to be so good and we're in the top place isn't that where we are at the moment we're in the top place in Ballywillam. We're often in the bottom place too, I can tell you, yeah. in those days. With a warm fire and, and a great sense of community. And for those who, who never kicked a football in their life or have any interest in it, I mean, what I'm getting from here is the importance of this club to the community. Yeah, well, I think that's fantastic. I think, I think when that group of people, I think there was eight people in it that night under the ash tree met, and I think it was probably the greatest decision for this area of... of it's not just the area of the parish, it's the area that we're surrounding three or four parishes here, Clubon, Ratgarog, Cushionstown, St Mullins, ourselves, and halfway into New Ross as well. Yeah. And, you know, I think 
this area had no sports organisation at the time. The only thing was near the place was Ballyan or Templudigan Handball Club. And at that stage, it was kind of gone into, more or less seized because uh, people had stopped playing. And I think back around 85 then or something, uh, they, they, they rejuvenated the place and they built a, put a roof on it and redone it up and it took off and it's going well again. Where's but home I, for you now, Seamus? Huh? Where's home for you now? Home is for me is just three miles from here on the way to Ratnure. <laughs> Yeah, but I think Alan, that that was the, at that time this area needed some kind of a sports organisation. I think from then till this day, it has served so well for young people growing up. It's, a, it's its own culture. It has its own education, playing sport, and I think it was the greatest gift that could ever been taken into this club. There's a great word they attached to sport, and I'm getting a big time here today as we record this passion. It's all about passion, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And you know, there was that we that was that was in our that was in our dressing room all the time. And you know, the players and the management brought that to the pitches, and that's why over the twelve or thirteen years that we had so much success. And I'm sure it it, it spinned off a little bit on the on the teams and the officials that came on from there. Well, as we've heard there, the female side of things is really motoring along. Lee, tell me about the, the, the girls' teams, the women's teams, uh, and when it started and how, how well you've been going. Hi, Alan. Well, um, in 1994 um, was when we had the first women's team here in Shelburne. It was set up by a group of women who wanted to do something over the winter time, And in 1994, they actually won the league and they got to the final of the cup that year. And then there was a little bit of a lull for a while, and in 2001, the women's team came along again and they had a great time that for them for a while they were playing and then years on and off it worked 20 up in the early 20s and um it they had teams that kind of came and went and age groups that came and went but the team that's here now is there constantly since 2016 or 2017 and we've had great participation from the girls and management and like um, even last year we won um, we won the league and we got to, to the final of the cup and the year before that during after COVID they, the Wexford Women's League to keep everybody happy they played a summer league and we won that so it was great celebrations in the club and what, what about the actual influx of young girls coming into it are, are you getting many coming through yeah, this um, this year we have an under 14s and under 16s, which we have great numbers for those both teams. And we have we started a couple of years ago a little academy for underage, and there's about 50 in that academy, and 25 of them are girls. So numbers are looking up, and it's it's they're coming from all the surrounding areas. There's even a few from even Kilkenny at this stage, but thankfully to the bypass, you can get here a lot quicker. Right, that's brilliant. But uh, I mean the the influence of international football and club football particularly across channel in england means sky have taken on board as well there's far more more publicity and proper order too on on girls football isn't it there is yeah and um with wexford youths and all those players um there's great opportunity and there, there is more publicity for girls and they see girls getting on and seeing how far they can get in soccer it's not just the other sports and things like that and, and do you welcome the success of wexford youth and is it a good encouragement for girls to play with Shelburne? it is it is yeah and even our we have had a down through the years we've had a couple of girls who have gone on to play say gainer cup um uh, one of our players played with wexford youths casey murphy they're 
last year, the year before. Yeah. Um, we've had girls tonight gone to trials down to play for Wexford as well, not for Wexford Youths now, but down yeah. to Wexford. So it's great to see them getting on and getting places. And What does the 50th anniversary mean to you? Oh, sure, I'd be looking forward to a night out. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's great to see, to see how the club has progressed over the last 50 years. And you'd like to see some of those players from 94 come back for this, wouldn't you? Oh, I would, yeah. I'd like to see a lot of players come back. Yeah, yeah definitely. Carl, I know you've been looking forward to chatting to me all night here tonight. So just uh, tell me a little bit about the current team then, the current crop of girls. Who are they? What are they? And I mean, what position do you like to play? Yeah, so myself, Alan, I play centre-back. Um, uh, so the girls uh, within the team, so they're from all age groups. So from your senior level down to your 16, 17-year-olds. Um, great group of girls and... Um, we just really enjoy getting out every week, training once a week and then a match every Sunday. And um, for the love of the sport, it, they just enjoy it as well as, you know, being able to go out and play every week then as well. And what about the, the, the standard of the league in general and the support you get from within the league? Uh, I mean, facility wise and all, do you get what you're looking for? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the league are always very good to us. Uh, Facility-wise, pitches, I think, have come a long way throughout the years, and especially our own facilities within the 50 years. Our, our grounds and our clubhouse have come a long way within those 50 years. Um, but with regards to the league, um, you know, the standard is quite high, and it has come a long way, I yeah. suppose, since '94, since that first women's team. I think the standard has come a long way within women's soccer. I mean, we've talked about, and I'm going, coming back to Jim and Kevin now in just a second, we've talked about all aspects of the history of the club and all. What do you enjoy most about playing soccer? I, personally, myself, I enjoy just getting out and just chatting with the girls and just playing and just having just the crack, really, you know. And uh, it's down to a personal opinion how serious you want to take it or, you know, a lot of girls come up just for something to do, to keep fit, to exercise. And I think that's why they enjoy it most as well because it's a little bit more laid back, I suppose, to the GAA and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, listen, well done to you. I'm going to come back to Jim and Kevin then just to round things off. So, Jim, I've, I've enjoyed meeting you all here. And as I said, I've enjoyed more, more than anything just getting out and meeting people again. And that's what it's all about, isn't it, Jim? Absolutely, Alan, yes. And I suppose when you enjoyed it, I certainly enjoyed it. Listening to Seamus Murphy, I suppose um, it's, it's a history in itself. Loads of things I didn't know about the club and I thought I knew everything. You know, it's actually it's, um, a very enjoyable evening, Alan. And again, thanks very much to yourself. But I suppose before I go, I just recall back um, from my playing career in the, in the early to mid 90s, I remember playing against Adamstown one Sunday morning, and uh, I heard about this young fella that had that has come up through Adamstown. He's supposed to be an, an exceptionally good player, and uh, I was kind of keeping my eye out for him. He was playing right back or left back actually, and uh, Anthony Doyle, a good friend of mine, was playing right back, yeah. and uh, I saw this young fella. I, I knew I recognised him, and I said to Anthony, I "said Just my old left foot is not great today. Will you swap places to me?" Yeah. So I swapped place with Anthony, and after 20 minutes, Anthony's man had scored four goals, and uh, <laughs> little did he know he was marking Kevin Doyle, wow. former international. So, yeah. you know, a great bit of banter and a great crack, and uh, absolutely fantastic memories, and the club is getting bigger and bigger, and uh, yeah, long live Shelburne United. Thanks, Jim. Great memories. I'll leave the final word to you, Kevin. So as we round off this particular piece here today on the morning mix, and we'll pass it on to the sports hour as well, what message would you like to get out from Shelburne United? As we thank the, the proprietors here for this lovely welcome in, in, in the top place, yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the Brian and Breed have been very good to us here over the years, among a lot of other people. Um, to name a few, Jerry and Mary Ryan, James Rowcross, Governor Centre. Uh, without those people, you know, they, they support the club financially, you know, year on, year out. 
uh, we purchased our own grounds up there back in 2007. So without the help of the community, you know, one thing about Shelburne is, is spirit, like, you know, that's on the field and off the field. Like, it's great community spirit up here. You probably can see that from here tonight. Um, but without our sponsors, like there's been so many over the years, I don't want to go through them all because I'll probably leave somebody out. But yeah, it does. It takes a lot of finances to keep a club going. I'd like to say a big thank you to all those people like who help out year on, year out. And uh, yeah, so look, as I said, just all roads to, to Hearts and Hound on the 19th of March. And yeah, we'll have a great night and we'll, we'll you know, we'll acknowledge 50 years in Shelburne, like, you know, so bring it on. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. 